This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 170. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. You know, someone told me recently, I may even have mentioned it on the podcast, that if you look back on iTunes to previous episodes, you you can only go back so far. You can't go right back to the beginning, right? Which means um, some of the kind of earlier episodes that have been really popular are now kind of closed off to people. You you can actually get the entire back catalogue on the blog. So if you go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com, you can go back to the very beginning and hear how terrible I was at podcasting in my first episode. Um, but you can't do that on iTunes or on your phone if you're using like the... Uh, I don't know, Pocket Casts or the iTunes app or, or whatever. And I realized recently that one of the most popular series that I've done on the podcast um, is no longer accessible through iTunes. So I thought that there's going to be a lot of people missing it. And so what I thought I'd do for the next three episodes is actually rebroadcast this series so that those of you who are the many tens of thousands of you now who are listening and who are new to the podcast can actually benefit from that as well. So starting today, I'm going to rebroadcast a series of episodes from September 2015. So it's a year and a half ago, and it's all about one particular topic, which is how to find the time to learn languages when you're busy. This is obviously something that affects everybody, and this problem is never going to go away with technology these days. Far from saving us time, it actually makes us more busy because we're never switching off, right? So how do you find the time to study languages when you're too busy? This is by far the most popular three-part series that I've done. So I hope you enjoy this rebroadcast series. Before we get into it, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show who were the sponsors back then and they still are. It's the wonderful italki. And if you're looking for a language partner, a language tutor or a professional language teacher, italki is the place to do that. You can get a free lesson by going to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson. So without any further ado, please enjoy this rebroadcast of episode 48. Now what I want to do today is something a bit different. I, I want to start a, it's going to be a three-part series and it's going to be all about one huge problem, one huge issue which so many people have, which is finding the time to study, finding the time to learn languages. Because, you know, I, I remember when I was, uh, when I was first, uh, living in, in Qatar in the Middle East and learning, learning Cantonese of all things, you know, living in this strange Gulf state and learning a language from the other side of the world. It was, it was really tough because I was, I was working full time. I, I had my, my blog as well. I was doing a master's degree. I was absolutely flat out and I had very little time. And it was interesting that I was always kind of looking for the new best way to learn languages and looking for new methods and things like that. Whereas the thing that actually made the most difference was not, you know, what study technique did I use or what mem what memory technique did I use? The thing that really made the difference was actually something very simple. It was, did I actually sit down and study that day or not? Because if I did, then, you know, I would make progress. I would learn stuff. But more often than not, I was too tired or I just had other things to do. I had a, a master's deadline. I'm feeling a bit stressed from work. And so I didn't sit down and I didn't study. And sometimes this went on for days or even weeks on end. So I really started to appreciate just how much of a problem this is. And I know that so many of you have got the same, the same difficulties. We're all busy. We all lead incredibly 
busy lives. Uh, we have families, children, commitments, jobs, other things that we're doing. And so how can we find the time to to study languages and to to be the best language learner that we can? It's not at all easy. And so this is the point of this of this series. And I want to start it's going to be broken down into three parts. And the first the first part I want to talk about today is something that you know at first sight you probably don't necessarily think is all that related to time management but in fact it's the foundation of everything and so whenever i i have come have conversation conversations about this thing of how do i find the time to study it comes back to this this thing of efficiency before effectiveness no the, <laughs> the other way around sorry effectiveness before efficiency effectiveness before efficiency and what that means is that you know if i could give you an extra hour in the day or if I could give you an extra 10 hours a week, would it matter, would that extra time actually help you if you were doing the wrong things during that time? You know, would you actually make a lot of progress in your target language if you spent an extra 10 hours studying the wrong things or things that didn't help you move towards your goals? And obviously the answer is no. And so before we even like approach this issue of how do I find the time to study, we've got to answer the question of, well, what are you actually going to study when you have the time? And there are, this is a big topic, and we're going to cover a lot of different aspects of this over the next few um, episodes. But to, to begin to answer this question, we've got to go right back to the beginning. And it's about your goals. And this is why I said that goal setting on the face of it is not really something that you think of when it comes to, to time management. But ab- actually, it's absolutely crucial. Because how can you study effectively if you don't know what you're aiming for? And so here's the problem. You know, when I, I remember when I was in Japan and I was, I was learning Japanese, I only had, I didn't have a clearly articulated goal. And my, my only criteria really was, well, I want to learn Japanese. That's what I want to do. I want to learn Japanese. I want to speak Japanese fluently. And so when I sat down to study, I was kind of faced with all these options. And I was kind of, I've got this textbook and I've got these other textbooks that I also bought because I bought a lot of textbooks. I've got this Japanese website and I've got my, my, my language classes and I've got my, these vocabulary lists and I've got, you know, so many different things I could do. And I didn't really know what to do because my only criteria for, for studying was, well, I want to learn Japanese and become fluent in Japanese. And so I ended up being completely without direction. And so when I was in Japan, I kind of floundered for about two years. I learned a lot, a lot of kind of haphazard stuff. and didn't really make any progress at all. And I certainly couldn't speak with any kind of confidence or understand a lot of what native speakers said, even after two years in Japan. Which for me, you know, someone who's got a passion for learning languages, this was really crippling. And it really made me doubt myself and think, well, what, you know, what? What's wrong with me? Why am I not learning? And so it wasn't until I got to a point where I was getting really frustrated. I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm not sure I can handle this anymore. Maybe I've just lost the, uh, maybe I've just lost the language, language talent or whatever. Maybe I've just lost it. And I was getting more and more frustrated and it was having a negative effect. It got to the point where I wasn't, you know, I'd see someone in the street and I, I that I knew and I wouldn't talk to them because I was scared I was going to make mistakes and I was obsessed with getting the correct grammar. And so I would avoid talking to people. And then 
when someone came to talk to me in in the street or in the shop or in a bar or whatever, I would freeze up because I knew that I wasn't going to understand what they said and I just look, looked like some kind of dumb foreigner. And it it got to the point where I was just, I was beside myself. I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to, how to break out of this. And it, it got so bad that I just said to myself one day, right, okay, this, this is it. I've had enough. It's do or die time. Either I'm going to crack this Japanese thing for once and for all, or I'm just going to give up, throw in the towel, and go and do something else <laughs> with my life, like you know, take up pottery or Japanese tea ceremony or something. So I said to myself, I asked myself a really important question. What do I actually want? What is it that I want here? Do I want to be able to write in Japanese calligraphy? Do I want to be able to um, become a, I don't know, a teacher of Japanese? Do I want to be able to, you know, what do I want? What do I actually want? Why am I doing this? And it dawned on me that, you know, all I really want is to be able to sit down and have an enjoyable conversation with a Japanese person for an hour. That's it. I want to be able to sit in a cafe and just enjoy speaking Japanese. That's all I wanted. And so when I got that clear, when I got that clear in my mind, and, and I, and I realised, well, actually, all the other things I don't really need, at least not right now, all I want for now, what would make me feel happy, what would make me feel proud, is to be able to sit in a cafe and have an enjoyable conversation with a Japanese person. And so as soon as I got that clear, it was very obvious what I had to do. And I had to just spend time literally just speaking. Because until that point, I'd studied all this stuff. I'd actually got a fairly decent vocabulary. I'd studied lots of grammar. I knew how, I knew Japanese in theory. I just couldn't do it in practice. And so what happened was I, I, I went off and I found conversation partners and I, and I put a lot of time into it and I, I made it a priority to spend a little bit of time every day sitting with a Japanese person doing a, a language exchange. And so I was speaking Japanese, only Japanese, for, uh, you know, three or four days a week for an hour at a time. And I was not worrying about grammar. I was not worrying about writing the Chinese characters or anything like that. I said to myself, all I need to do is speak. This is my only aim. I want to be able to have this conversation and enjoy it. So sure enough, within a very short space of time, with this focus and with this clarity, um, I was very quickly able you know, within three or four weeks, I was able to actually sit down and have a enjoyable conversation in Japanese. All of the stuff I've been studying was activated. I, I kind of learned what I needed in conversation. I, I started to listen to what people were saying to me. And I was I became very confident very, very quickly. But it all came from that focus. If I didn't have that clearly articulated goal, then I wouldn't have been able to do it. I would have been wasting time learning to write Chinese characters or trying to pass the Nihongo Noryoku Shiken, which is kind of a national exam in Japanese, doing everything except the one thing that I needed to do, which was the one thing I wanted to do, which was to have an enjoyable conversation. And so this was hugely important for me because after this point, I realized whatever language I was learning, wherever, wherever I was at, I needed like a micro goal, a next step, something I was going to aim for. That wasn't just this huge thing of you know, learn Japanese or learn Arabic or or whatever. I realized that you need to have something to aim for because as soon as you've got that thing to aim for, everything else just falls into place. 
So when I talk to people about this, I realize so often that actually they don't have articulated goals. They just have a, a general goal, like I want to be able to do do business in German, or I want to be able to talk to talk to my relatives in in my wife's family in Portuguese, or, or something like that. The problem with these big goals is you you just don't know what the next step is. There's, there's no way of breaking them down. And so all these resources you've got that are just gathering dust on the shelf, all your textbooks, all your courses, all these lessons with your teacher, you know, what are they for? They're, they're without direction. And so what I want you to do is to really think about, well, what is the thing, what is the next step for me? What could I, what would I be able to do? What could I achieve that would make me really happy or really proud in the language that I'm learning? And define that in a, in a short sentence. Think about what that would be. Because once you can do that, you can start to very quickly make progress and actually achieve that goal. And it's by achieving these short little goals that we get momentum, we make progress, we feel good about ourselves and our language learning. You know, so for example, in the case of, uh, let's say that you are learning, you're learning German and you want to, and you do business in Germany. And so maybe you want to learn German so that you can uh, do business in Germany. If you have a goal like, well, I want to be able to hold all my meetings in German and fully participate and run all the meetings. Realistically, it's very difficult to do that for a variety of reasons. Germans speak very good English usually, and it also requires you to be a very good operator in the language. It's probably a goal that's many years away. Now, what happens if you broke that down? What, 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 what would a step before that be? Well, it could be maybe my next step goal is to answer a customer inquiry in German. So someone walks in or someone calls up on the phone and you can deal with that and direct the call in German. Maybe before that, you could have a, a goal which says something like, well, I want to be able to make small talk with my German colleagues for just five minutes before a meeting starts without using English. So only five minutes of German with my colleagues before the start of a meeting. Maybe you could break it down even further than that and say, okay, my next step goal is to be able to have a 15-minute conversation in German with my German teacher without English. You could break it down even further and say, well, okay, maybe my next step goal is just, all I want to be able to do is to give directions to a taxi driver. Or even smaller, even I just want to be able to order bread in the baker's. In the morning, as I go to work, I want to be able to order some bread or some croissants or something like that and do that in German. So the smaller you make it and the closer you make it to your own situation, the easier it becomes. And any one of those things that I've just mentioned, any one of these little goals, you can then figure out exactly what you have to do to reach that goal. And, you know, within a matter of weeks, you can be doing that thing because it's very clear what you're aiming for. You can easily work out a plan to to achieve that because it's so targeted all right so this is this is the power of goal setting this is this is why goal setting is so important to time management because if you don't have if you feel that you don't have time to study the first thing you've got to get crystal clear is well what am i aiming for and so if you are someone who finds it difficult to to find the time to study in general maybe you are Maybe you kind of have time, but and you, maybe you even know how to study, but you just can't get off the sofa and get started. Or even if you, you have time and you can study, but whenever you sit down to study, you kind of you don't know what you're aiming for. You just kind of jump from one thing to the next. You need to go back to basics and to think about this goal setting thing, because once you get the clarity, 
Once you know where you're headed, everything else is going to be so much easier. So I hope that's useful. Goal setting for me has been hugely powerful. And it's all part of the stuff I've been talking about today is all part of a a brand new training course that I'm putting together that aims to help you if these are things that you struggle with. Okay, so time or efficiency in language learning is something that you would like some help with. And I encourage you to come over and go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash more time. And what you do is you go over to that page and you enter your email. And what I'm going to do in a couple of days is send you this cool little video that I'm making at the moment, which answers even more questions about this and shows you really the the best techniques that I've put together to actually become a more efficient language learner. All right, so that's IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash more time simply go over there you can do it on your smartphone as well so if you've got your phone to hand simply type that in and it'll take you to a page where you put in your name and email so i know who you are and i can send you these videos when they come out and that will help you basically learn more about this stuff and reclaim your time become a more efficient learner become the learner that you want to be and ultimately kind of create the the kind of life that you want it's extremely powerful stuff, um, and I'd love to to see you in there. So it's one, one more time, the URL, I will teach you a language.com forward slash more time, M-O-R-E-T-I-M-E. Head over there right now and enter your details. I'd also like to thank the sponsors of the show, the wonderful italki, who I use to get all of my conversation practice, all of my lessons every single week in lots of different languages. If you'd like to get a free lesson, simply head over to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash start speaking. We've got a fantastic buy one, get one free lesson deal with you there. Also, if you'd like to ask me a question, I love getting um, voicemail questions, especially uh, in an email, in an iTunes review, lots of different ways to do it. Head over to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask and you'll be able to leave me a question there. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the schedule back next week for the next episode of the podcast. Cheers.